All right. Hello. Welcome to Stop Questioning Everything, the official drug receipts podcast, where we deliver our signature mind-altering content. DRX is the brand bringing streetwear to Web3 and Web3 to streetwear in the form of digital and physical wearables with DR experience augmented reality. Uh, we promote the pillars of art and subversion, science and skepticism, community and sport. I'm your host, Arlo Eisenberg, the founder and artist behind Drug Receipts. Today is December 2nd, 2022 in America. It's December 3rd in New Zealand. This is episode number 22, and we've got a really good one for you. Uh, there has been some huge news uh, in, the, um, in, in our world and in the wider ecosystem. Um, we have our brand new partners on from Walker, Walker World to talk about the new Crypto Walker female collection and drug receipts collaboration. We've got Shay Bayani, the CMO at Walker World, and Christian Frickstead, the co-founder of Walker, Walker, Walker World. I don't know why that is such a tongue twister, but we've got them both on to talk about that uh, collaboration with us today. We're going to do a deep dive on the history of some of the traits and lore uh, that have gone into this collaboration, and we're going to talk about what this project uh, what this females um, collection mint is going to look like for all of you. So we know you've got questions. We've got answers. We'll bring them up in just a few moments. Um, if you're listening on a podcast, this is a YouTube stream. We're going to have a lot of visual content. We are talking about our collaboration with Walker World. So we're going to be showing what that looks like. We're going to be going into the history on the traits and the lore. So we'll be showing a lot of images there. Um, the best experience is always when you can see it. So we encourage you to join us here on the YouTube channel. If you're watching a, uh, you know, if you're not catching this live, then you can catch it on the Drug Receipts channel on YouTube. Um, but if not, we will do our best to paint a picture in your mind and to talk you through all the things that we are sharing on screen. Uh, with that said, let's bring on to screen the rest of the DRX team. Where is Trevor and Jesse? Oh, wow. Well, here we are, <clears throat> and good morning, everybody, and I just wanted to say my, my couch has been desperate to get into this podcast. Your so couch is a ghost, and speaking of ghosts, Trevor, it looks like there is someone lurking behind you, very yes. menacing. Menacingly lurking, menacingly lurking. I think we'll find out all about what's going on there. As I think the we're going to talk a lot more about that. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good night everybody as the case may be for you and hi jesse how are you hi guys jesse you look how? like you're in new surroundings where are you i am in reporting live from miami during art basel um, ah, cool. <laughs> so if you're out here holler at me let's hang out um maybe there's a poe app involved who knows hey brooke is out there is he have you seen him is he gonna jump on the podcast where is he you know what maybe I you never know you, you never know Anything could happen. Guys, I'm really excited to bring our guest on. Before we do, I would like to send a special uh, shout out. Uh, let the Nicely family know that we are thinking about them. They are in our thoughts right now. Uh, they've had uh, an emergency recently um, that they're dealing with presently with their, uh, with their children, now, one of their daughters. Uh, they so, had <laughs> so our thoughts are with them. Looks like we had a little echo there. Um, sending out our love, thoughts, and prayers to the Nicely family. Uh, but let's move on to some lighter fare. We will bring on our, uh, our special guest. Um, 
I mean, I'm sure we're going to do this with great fanfare, but let's welcome to the SQE podcast, Shay uh, and Christian. <sighs> Ooh, fanfare! Hello, hello. Good evening from Stockholm, Sweden. So we're just wow. adding to the time zones and the locations here. We've got, Shay, where are you? Without doxing you too much, you can as, you be as general as you want. <laughs> um, good afternoon, or Arvo, as, as our Kiwis like to say, from the south southeast United States region. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Southeast. So yeah, we've got a lot of time zones represented here. It sounds like you actually might be close to where Jesse's at. Um, yeah, cool. All right, so welcome, everybody. We've got some exciting stuff going on. Uh, Shay and Christian, I'd like to introduce you guys to our audience a little bit. Um, but Shay, you are the CMO at uh, what I'm guessing we have in our notes at, at Crypto Walkers, but I'm guessing everything has transferred or has shifted over to um, uh, Walker World. Is that right? Yeah, it's actually technically Walker Labs, which is like uh -huh. the parent company behind Walker World and Crypto Walkers. But yeah, close enough. Okay, so from Walker Labs, um, you uh, you know this is a familiar story in kind of this space with um, with these uh, Web three projects. But you know a lot of our team members have come directly from our community, uh, Acro, uh, uh, Dawn, um, and I understand that you have a similar story. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, not exactly the Crypto Walkers community, but there's definitely some similarities there. Yeah, awesome. Now, do you have prior background in film as well? That is correct. Yes, I like to say I'm kind of like a cat, lived nine lives sort of, and I really identify as a multi-hyphenate, what I like to call. So how did you find your way to Walker World or to Walker Labs? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say that I got into Web3 and NFTs in December of last year. Wow, so it's been it's been one year. Um, and my background is in marketing and tech, early adopter of crypto, always been attracted to emerging technology. Um, and as soon as I entered the space, I just, I fell in love with it. I bought my first fluff. Um, of course, you're familiar with Fluff World and sort of just fell down the rabbit hole uh, to say from there and just, um, just knew that I wanted to be part of this industry in some way. And um, it was definitely very distinctly clear to me that we were at a paradigm shift and I wanted to be part of that. And so I um, just decided that I wanted to work in the industry and I kind of started pursuing um, opportunities and just kind of scoping things out, seeing what was interesting to me. And um, I was introduced through a mutual friend um, to Crypto Walkers. Amazing. Great. So we've got uh, more that we want to talk about with you, but we will introduce Christian and then we will get into the rest of it. Uh, but Christian, you are one of the co-founders of Crypto Walkers and Walker Labs, I presume. Um, talk to me a little bit about your background, because you come from sort of a design background. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been working as a designer for maybe 15 years or so. Um, started doing like websites and bigger projects and uh, moved over to do more campaign-based uh, small jobs, which I like like more than uh, getting stuck in, uh, in like the, the websites. Uh, me and Daniel, uh, Daniel Branteström, the co-founder of CryptoWalkers, uh, he's been into crypto and uh, 
and NFTs uh, long before me. And he was like, we need to do something. Um, so we started like one and a year, half, one and a half year ago, about when there still was a lot of um, profile pictures as NFTs. And um, we, we were like, we want to do something more than just another JPEG uh, collection. Uh, and I have a background as an animator and um, and a designer, so we we thought like let's do something that moves and let's do something um, that can be more than just a profile picture. So um, we went full on with uh, fully rigged characters in 3D, and um, yeah, pretty happy we took that took that way. Yeah, you guys have uh, definitely gone full full on. And, and yeah, you, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say you've certainly come a lot further than just the PFPs, as was your original intention. But it seems like even yeah. you know the project just keeps expanding and span, expanding, getting bigger. Even it's even the fact, right? That that's why we've arrived here. Where it's not just crypto walkers anymore. Anymore, it's an entire yeah. world and like your universe. Yeah, exactly. Just keeps expanding. Yeah, the the crypto walkers will be part of the. Uh... The Walker World, of course, as a collection, as NFTs. Um, uh, Walker World is the new big thing we're working on. It's, well, it's so been, well, uh, yeah, oh, go ahead. it's been growing so fast, so fast. It's crazy. Yeah, there's no question. And, uh, you know, we're talking about, you're talking about your background as a designer and an animator and all the, you know, the really cool stuff that y'all are designing. So we've introduced each of you. I think now the best thing we can do to introduce the brand is just show it. So, Joel, let's go ahead and play their gameplay trailer. What do you think? Wow. What do you think, guys? Dude, that is too gnarly. There's so much to unpack there. I mean, it, the first question, right, is when, right? I'm sure that's that's all anyone <laughs> wants to know is when can we get in and play it. Uh, yeah. So let's start with that. When are you going to go in and play it? I mean, it's uh, it's in the making. I hope everyone has uh, seen the team. The the whole game team is crazy. Yeah. Go is crazy. in and watch walkwell.io and just see the talents behind this trailer. And the upcoming world and upcoming shooter. It's our uh, beautiful website is also designed by Christian. Is, so shout out. Oh yeah. I did, yeah. I did a site and the logo. Everybody loves the new site. So the, the new site yeah. looks great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, 
you guys want to give out the uh, uh, let's plug the website, tell people where, where they can go to find out about uh, everything that they want to know. Uh, walkerworld.io. And uh, from there, I'm just going to check go and check out the mint guide later on. But first of all, you can, uh, you can give them uh, a little bit of a credit, the, the team behind the game uh, trailer. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Incredible right. team. So the, uh, the game is in development, but what is right on the precipice of being launched is the female collection. That, that's going to mint in a, a matter of days. So there's definitely a lot we can talk about there. Uh, and sure. I actually have a, a couple of questions, one for each of you. Um, Shay, mm -hmm. I will start with you. Uh, I mean, the fact that this is a female collection and you are a female in Web3, you know, in an in a, uh, in a, um, elevated position um, with one of the, you know, one of these premier brands in this space. Um, what does it mean to you to be a woman in Web3? And what, what does this collection mean for the community? Yeah, uh, man, that's a big question. Um... Well, I will just say that, one, I think it holds a lot of significance um, to be given the platform that I have. And I'm super grateful to my team um, for trusting me and trusting my leadership. I think having more women in leadership roles, it, it kind of produces a ripple effect. And I think that says so much about how forward thinking um, kind of my, my team is. And um, I'm super passionate about diversity and inclusion. And so when I first came on and I knew that this was going to be kind of one of the first, like most prominent milestones, I was, I was super stoked. Um, and we were doing so many amazing things to kind of work towards and empower and like inspire the pursuit of inclusion for more women in, in Web3 and beyond. Um, we have started something uh, called the Superhero and Squadron with our wonderful partners, Altered State Machine, who are extremely equally as passionate um, about just inclusion. And um, we, we were doing a key number of things with them. Just yesterday, we hosted a Women in Web3 podcast with Shara Senderoff and Rahila Zafar. And we have much larger things planned in the future too. But I think the more that we kind of take baby steps to just giving platforms to, to these voices and giving women a seat at the table and giving women um, decision-making power and leadership and platforms, it really produces this effect and it really starts from the top down as trite as that is. And so just me being in the position that I'm in um, and having as much impact over the female collection and kind of um, as, I, as I have has been like a dream come true. And um, this is kind of the, this is just kind of the beginning. And there's, um, I mean, a lot of people say that like crypto and stuff is extremely male dominated, which I think is true. But I think Web3 is actually doing a great job of kind of changing that narrative. Like Jesse is another amazing woman in our space that um, that everybody adores and, you know, has like a platform and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I think it's only the beginning. And um, this female collection is just like one uh, milestone and in, in kind of a long journey that we have. <clears throat> And we're super excited that our female community members are going to have avatars they can represent. And we've gotten so many more women in our community through this. I mean, I could talk about this forever. I'm so passionate about it. But um, yeah, we're, we're really excited. Amazing. Uh -huh. Amazing. Uh, Christian, my question for you is not quite as uh, heavy, uh, yeah. maybe, but it's no, it's no less interesting or important, especially from my perspective as a designer. 
But I'm super curious, you know, when we saw the trailer for the female collection, right, they, they are so detailed, the, the, what they're wearing looks so, is so well rendered. Um, and I imagine, right, that as you learn and you evolve, uh, your skill set is a lot, and, and probably also your resources with the team that you've got uh, working with you. Um, but where you guys are now versus where you were when you were putting together the Genesis collection, it's like, how do you yeah. strike the balance between kind of wanting to flex all the new stuff that you learn, but also still keep it, you know, keep it all consistent with the, the original collection? Yeah, that is a very good question because the Genesis collection, they are very goofy looking. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're like super simple. Uh, and uh, to, make, uh, to make females out of that, uh, it, it was not easy to keep the kind of, keep like the goofiness and still uh, make it like a few levels better, which I would say uh, and hope everyone thinks it is. Uh, that's, it's, been a, it's been a while, it's been a ride just to kind of, just to get the face correct, you know, it was not made overnight, I'll tell you that for sure. So um, yeah, we've been, we've, been, we've been working also pretty long on this collection. It's almost, it's on the day one year ago since uh, the mails were dropped. So uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Can I but uh, the details. Yeah, for sure, Shay. Uh, go ahead and finish, and then I just no, no, no. I, I am, I am pretty much finished. I mean, it's it's just been the details and everything is much more worked on on this collection. Um, I'm super proud of it. Um, it shows very good. One mm -hmm. of the stars here are sitting in next to me right now, working. Uh, Philip Frisk. Um, I'm at the office. Isn't it now, like so, eight, yeah. eight or nine o'clock at night there, Christian? Have you got the whip cracking? Isn't it? <laughs> It's 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 Let nine o'clock. Yeah, on Friday. No, I mean I'm. I you let them go home. Here. He's he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere until the off the mint, for sure. This is a yeah. common occurrence. Yeah, the team is so yeah. incredibly hardworking, and I just wanted to add to what Christian said. Um, one, we are minting on the one year anniversary of our Genesis, which is like super ah, cool. poetic and awesome. But as yeah. I came onto the team, I kind of learned. Um, as a lot of people know that like in our Genesis collection, there's a bunch of like quirky, funny traits and like references to pop culture um, and things like that. And as I kind of came on the team and got to know Christian and Daniel more, I realized how much of their influence um, is in the collection and how witty some of those things are. Uh, Christian and Daniel are both travelers, uh, lovers of sci-fi, lovers of movies and storytelling and um, all these amazing things. And I think are just extremely like well-traveled people and have an appreciation for like humor and kind of like the lighter side of things. And I think that that really manifests in the Genesis collection. Um, and so I just wanted to shout that out. And like Christian has such an amazing, incredible creative aptitude and flair, like all of the graphics and amazing things that everybody compliments on, like our website, all these sorts of things, he is like driving. Um, a lot of that. So I just wanted to give the team like a huge shout out uh, for that. Yeah, much yeah. respect. And it, as we said, you know, it shows the trailer is so sick. Uh, the characters look great. Uh, both the trailers, the trailer for the female collection, the trailer for the gameplay. I mean, you are, you guys are crushing it. And Christian, uh, for whatever credit you deserve for that, I mean, you you are earning it. It, it is really spectacular. Um, yeah, but there see, were some characters I in there. I can't take the credit for for that. I mean, it's it's a team effort. Uh, Michael McDonald, what a job! Yeah. Oh, awesome! Yeah, Amazing. I, so, and I want I want to talk about something else that I don't think you can take credit for was some characters that we noticed in the gameplay trailer, but they were fluffs. 
which you yeah. guys did not design. But can we talk about interoperability and what that will look like in uh, in your Wilder world? Or Walker World? Yeah. You can edit that out. Don't worry. We'll, we'll... Yeah, I can take a stab at it. And then if Christian wants to, wants to add on. Um, well, one, interoperability is kind of our most prominent va value proposition. We um, are striving to be the destination for interoperability for both Web 2 and Web 3 brands. Whether you have a fluff, a party bear, a board ape, uh, whatever it is, we are going to enable you to bring your avatars um, into Walker World and vice versa. We have enabled our walkers to be augmented reality compatible, and they're already integrated in Jadu's Mirrorverse, um, which is their augmented reality kind of metaverse app that actually launched um, November 30th. And we're going to do the same for our females. Um, but interoperability is extremely, extremely important to our mission. And um, not only are we working on our walkers for them to be fully interoperable, we are working and um, looking at some major collections and helping will help them onboard to Walker World. And yeah, we were super stoked about the fluffs. Uh, one of the fluffs was mine. Um, shout out to LV50 NFT sales. The Royal Fluff was his. So Amazing. Uh, awesome. So talking about interoperability, right? Avatars are one thing, but something that we are particularly interested around around here is the interoperability of the wearables. Um, and so that is kind of what has brought us into the partnership. We collaborated on a wearable that is going to be featured or that is featured in the female collection. And that's the onesie. Uh, is there anything else you can tell us about wearables in, in, uh, in your environment? Yeah, maybe Christian, if you want to talk a little bit about the store that we have planned. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, first of all, every wearables you have on your NFT will, of course, be in the game and in the world. Uh, um, so if you are lucky and mint a onesie, you are going to run around in Walker World in that onesie. Uh, other than that, we have a store in the making. Um, with uh, unique traits that will not be minted in this collection, but will be available in store. Yeah. You want to add something there, Shay? Um, yeah. So we, we, our store is going to be super awesome. And another thing that we want to do is partner with artists like yourself um, and like drug receipts and implement some sort of like revenue share and, uh, maybe like donating like a percentage of things to like a charity or like philanthropic initiatives. Um, but we're super excited about like the potential of wearables in, in Walker world. And I think that um, you guys were, we, our partnership is going to be um, a big part of that too. Yeah. Have you guys um, put any thought into um, the interoperability of wearables within your environment, right? So male to female, different characters being able to wear different, items is that a is that something that's on the roadmap yet or uh in discussion absolutely it's definitely something so, that we would like to do christian said that you know obviously whatever your avatars are wearing in your nfts those will show up in the gameplay um but it sounds like with the introduction of the store you won't be limited to just what your nft is wearing you're you will be able to swap the the wearables on your avatars what wherever environment they may come from but in the game in the uh walker world game they'll be able to switch their their wearables 
Is am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. Uh, things are still in the making. Uh, I should not like um, promise too much, but that's the that's the idea, right, Shane? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. digital identity yeah. is super important to us. And that's part of the reason we're doing the female collection because yeah. we like we have so many female members in our community. And like, yeah, I know that they love the male walkers, but they want to represent an avatar that they resonate more with. And so like ident digital identity is super important to us. And so things like that are very much um, in discussion and on the roadmap because we want people to be able to represent like what they feel most proud of. And that's why interoperability in the first place is so important to us. If you want to, if you want to rep your fluff and Walker world, like that's cool. We're going to, you know, we're going to implement the infrastructure for you to be able to do that. So, All right. We're super excited about it. I think your trailer has been the first really well-told story of what we're heading towards, right? Like, you know, in, just showing that you guys are already thinking about, so many uh so many different things it's great we've got this ability to tap into the partners around us in this futureverse ecosystem and be able to learn from them and understand and start thinking ahead like we've learned so much in the last six months or so about where this is all going what interoperability is going to look like um how that affects the way we design and, and, and build products you know it's a it's it's a real advantage to have all of these great businesses around us. Like, you know, you guys are partnered with Altered State Machine for the uh, you know, artificial intelligence side of it, which I think is going to be crucial and going to be a, a major shift from where we are in AAA gaming now to where we're headed with Web3, um, the ability to implement artificial intelligence into the, into the gameplay. Uh, and this concept that obviously we're really, really focused on, which is the uh, the digital identity and the ability to, to, to personalize, swap out your your, uh, your wearables, represent your IRL identity in URL, or even just create an entirely new personality or completely new identity in this space, right? So there's so many opportunities, and it's great that you guys are really thinking about what that might look like 5, 10, and, and, and 20 years from now. I Absolutely. Think, yeah, we're super excited about non-fungible intelligence and kind of the potential use cases of that. Guys, I, I want to, just because the, the uh, gameplay trailer was so sick, and now we've started talking about wearables a little bit, we have acknowledged the onesie. It, it is lurking and creeping there behind Trevor. So I think that uh, now we may as well show the trailer for the, for the collaboration and the onesie, which is so sick. Before we do it, Joel, and I'll give you a second to load that up, uh, I do, would like to send out a special shout out to the discord community and encourage any of you following along if you're watching this on youtube or anywhere else uh it's always a an extra special experience when you also follow along in the discord i know that they have a drinking game going presently they're looking for some keywords some uh some key signals signs from the presenters here and the speakers so if you want to be involved with all the extracurricular fun activity that's going on follow along in the drug receipts um discord but now back to your regular, regularly scheduled programming, uh, Joel, let's show this sick, amazing trailer of the uh, Crypto Walkers and Drug Receipts collaboration. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Joe. He so, produced 
that video. It's funny because I, I have some questions and it's, you know, honestly, I know what it's like in the space, right? We, everything is moving so quickly. You guys talked about a one year anniversary from your Genesis collection. I mean, just to, yeah. looking at where you're at now from where you started, right? Just one year ago. And we have, we experienced the same sensation all the time. We look at all the stuff that we've created so far and we haven't even made it to a year yet. I mean, stuff just moves so quickly in this space. But so all that is to set up this idea that I know, I realize that some of the questions we ask, like all those answers aren't completely solved yet. So some of this we're figuring out as we go, but the onesie is a full zip up onesie, right? It's got a mask on the onesie, but it obviously can be zipped down. Your characters have heads and other facial features and facial accessories. So how, uh, I'm, how is the onesie going to be presented in the NFT? I guess that's a good place to start. Yeah, they will be they will be present, presented with uh, the hoodie up. They will. Uh, they will. They will. They will. They will. Yeah. Wow. The NF yeah, uh, the NFT you saw in the beginning, walking with the golden AK, one of the rarest wow. traits. Yeah. Uh, uh, is one of the NFTs. Okay, actually. so that's it. The full face. Uh huh. So then, I I guess that in gameplay, right, you would have the opportunity to zip it down or zip it up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to make a shout out to Melinda who actually did the the whole uh, uh, onesie in Marvelous Designer. The thing with doing um, clothes there is they are a little bit harder to work with. Uh, you kind of render every frame. Uh, it's not bounded to the to the actual. Let let me know if I'm too technical now, but it's <laughs> not bounded to the body of the walker. So we kind of went for um, we went for the full. Uh, Full zipper, which I also think is cooler than actually the the spinning uh, turntable. I think it looks really, really cool. Yeah, it is yeah, really yeah. cool. But I guess this is a dumb question because when you mint the female Walker, I guess in the metadata, the Walker will have a head, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, like every, every like, I have to wait to game every play female. To see what my face looks right. like. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Second reveal. <laughs> yeah, in 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 the male collection, if you had like a mask and would take it off, it would just look like a thumb. You will have no hair and everything. Oh, On the right. females, wow. they will have there will be met metadata that you might not see. Like every uh -huh. female will have hair. So the day you walk walk into the store and pull the hoodie down, you will um, she will have. Oh, but uh, so it is another face. reveal. So you won't in uh, Open Sea, for instance, you won't be able to look in the uh, you won't be able to filter and see what kind of hair your your character has even if the mask is up you won't know until it's revealed in the game yeah exactly you will know wow. by the data in uh, like the meta will say if she has oh. red hair okay. you will know you will also know what hair, yeah. kind of haircut or kind of hairstyle and like what skin color probably yeah too. everything yeah, yeah. so you could have biased, but is the onesie the best fucking wearable drop so far in this space yeah, I mean, I would like that in the, comments, the people listening in tuned in who is some of you have seen it for, for a while. Some of you might have only just seen it for the first time. Is this thing here the sickest goddamn wearable in the metaverse right now? Put it in the comments below. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. And how cool isn't it to wear it in real life? Yeah. yeah can't, wait so, can't wait, wait for that. Can't wait for that. We can leak that it's going to be super soft. That's that's been our focus. Is the, the fabric is the core focus of everything we're doing with the onesie. So it's uh, nice. That's our nice. most important uh, manufacturing. Yeah. 
kind of KPI. Yeah. Guys, the first opportunity anyone will have to get access to these uh, onesies, the IRL onesies, because the IRL onesies will be associated with um, the, the trait in your female yep. collection. So let's talk about the mint. First, starting with the mint date. When, when, when is it going to happen? What do people know? How, how can we get uh, our hands on one? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. Um, first, I, I want to give you guys a major shout out, though, for, I think, just being super open-minded. I think the, the onesie kind of represents something like really quirky and kind of irreverent. And I know that when we were meeting to kind of brainstorm and strategize what the wearable was going to be, we wanted to stay true to the ethos of the Genesis collection and kind of that goofy sort of nature of it. And we were like, I know we were kind of talking about maybe like a hoodie or like a tracksuit. And we're like, those are kind of like, you know, everybody does that. Those are kind of basic, but uh, we thought of the, you know, we thought of the onesie together and you guys were so down. So I, I just want to uh, compliment you guys on that. That's what I also love about the drug receipts team. And that's also very evident kind of through your brand and your personal brands and stuff as well. Um, the female mint. Yes. We can have I ask, been can so ask, hard. I, can, sorry, Shay. Can I ask yeah, thanks for the material to even make it? I mean, the design you sent us made the job very easy for us. It, oh, great. You did the design. We put it, we made it in 3D. It was a great job from your side. Thank you awesome. very much for that. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry, Shay, yeah. for interrupting. No, no. I, I mean... Yeah, that's like, I think that's why we wanted to go with you guys for the wearable is that sort of artistic prowess. And I've been so impressed with all the merch and stuff that has come out of drug receipts. Um, but yeah, the mint. We have been so hard at work during, uh, during this mint. <laughs> um, it is Tuesday, December 6th, uh, at least here in America, I guess for New Zealand, it will be the seventh, um, our mint price is 0 0.069 for the culture. <laughs> um, our supply size is 6,545. We have um, some incredible activations and collaborations within the female collection, the um, IRL onesie being one of them. Um, a, a bunch of Futureverse collections are allow listed, including drug receipts. There is no need to register. Um, we are doing like a wallet scrape snapshot kind of situation. There are a bunch more details in our Discord, on our Twitter, um, and on a Medium article that we posted. And our mods and our community team is working around the clock. So if you are confused about anything or if you have any questions, just feel free to hop into our Discord pose your question in the gen chat, open a support ticket, something like that. Somebody will get back to you. Sick. Um, yeah. So it's so cool that uh, all the partners have been kind of whitelisted or allow listed to, to try and mint. And I think drug receipts holders can mint up to two per wallet. Is that right? This so, is correct. Uh, yep. Yeah. I think you're going to find a, a bit of a swathe of, of uh, snugglers jumping into that mint, trying to get themselves that onesie uh, female walker, and uh, anybody who gets the onesie female walker with the gold AK, DMs. I got you. <laughs> I want that thing. Yeah. Uh, Joel, let's show the image. We have a still image from that walk cycle uh, with the gold AK, with the onesie. Um, since we're talking about this design so much, because the, I, the only way that people have seen this now really is kind of through this animation. Um, Christian referred to the designs that we sent over. And we actually have a slide that shows those designs or at least kind of a version of them. Yeah, this is kind of basically what we sent over to them uh, with a little more detail. 
But you'll notice that on the back there is a stabby, uh, our, our tabby character holding a knife, and it says, my life with the drug receipts kill team. So we actually retroactively came up with the, uh, the Halloween draw. It was a variation of uh, this collection, which we'd already conceived of, was already in development with um, Crypto Walkers and the Walker World team. Um, so the Halloween drop and this collection, they're related, right? They're all part of our Kill Team collection. Um, and you can see there in the pattern in, in the center, kind of all the traits from our collection that are represented um, in, in, uh, in the drop, in this collection. You've got the, the Band-Aids, the Pentagram, Kill Team Speech Bubble, uh, Broken Heart, you know, all, all the kind of the Kill Team related stuff. Um, but the inspiration for this collaboration, really before we even arrived at Kill Team, you know, we're trying to think of a collaboration with Crypto Walkers. They've got, you know, they're working toward this game, hunting zombies, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, fighting. Uh, and so we, uh, we, in both collections, we have the hockey mask. Can we show the, uh, the image of the, um, I think it's actually, Joel, and I think it's in a different folder. It's in the trait lore folder, but there's a, a slide that shows the Crypto Walker and the DRX, DRX hockey mask traits. Um, for us, that was kind of the starting point. We were looking between the two collections. What's some th what are some things that we have in common? And as Shay was saying, you know, we also wanted to kind of like play on and celebrate the, the shared quirkiness, you know, some of the same um, aesthetic uh, uh, um, that we had in common. Um, and as Shay and Christian are both talking about, you know, like, you know, the success of the collaboration, like how easy it is to work together. That is the value of finding partners that get it right. That if you start with people that, you know, that you're aligned with in terms of like values and aesthetic, it just makes it easy to come up with really cool stuff. Um, so right back at you guys for everything that you said, I mean, it's been a real pleasure to work with y'all and the fact that this worked is because y'all get it and we, you know, we are so closely aligned kind of in terms of the things that we value and that we think are cool and that we care for. So thank you guys for that. It's been a really fun Thanks. project. For sure. Yeah, likewise. And also it's, I just want to say like, what other NFT collections are bringing this much value to their holders? Like this is one of the few kind of um, additional NFT drops that we're doing for the Lucky Minters. We have Gen 1 Brains, Gen 2 Brains, Adam Cars, uh, amongst other things, Seekers. Like, I, I mean, I just think that that speaks volumes. So I just wanted to shout that out. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. And, and you know, speaking, that's... Oh, go ahead, Trevor. Speaking of drops, all I want to say is that there's a bunch of traits, as Arlo pointed out, all over that onesie. So uh, I will let the... Uh, I will let the community speculate, but pay attention to the traits that have been uh, represented here in this collection. And also, I'm really excited to see where we go from here. Like the first one, I think we've knocked it out of the park. Uh, I think that the two businesses are working super well together. Uh, and I can't wait to see what we, we produce as we go forward into this. Uh, in, in, and once we get into gameplay and we start to learn a little bit more about uh, how that operates and what's possible in gameplay, we can do some really cool stuff together. So yeah, super excited. Well, I just want to add something to this. Um, you know, we can talk about technology and that's the whole reason why we're here. There's some sort of paradigm shifting dynamic with the technology that we're involved in, but you know, like outside of that humanity expression, self-expression is always going to exist. 
So the fact that we are diving into the niche of fashion and wearables is like, you know, we become an access point or at least an understanding point for people to get in on the technology, but also put it in a way that they're able to understand um, and do it well. So <laughs> it's been, this has been an incredible, incredible partnership, guys. I'm really excited. Yeah, that, the augmented reality clothing is, um, is so, uh, the, the response we've had from it has been so amazing, right? People just get it. They, they want to understand it. They want to dive into it. They want to learn more about how this clothing is coming to life and right in front of them. And then that leads them into, well, you know, that, that natural kind of pathway into Web3, into gaming, into what all this NFT craziness is all about. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're really excited that we can tell a story now of, of what we've had in our heads for quite some time, right? We've been telling the community, you know, we're working on it, but now we finally got a, a real life example of, you know, and a really strong signal to everybody is, you know, this is who drug receipts are. This is where we're headed as a brand. And, you know, you can see it right in front of you taking shape and, and, and the sorts of partners that we're able to attract with the products that we're delivering is also uh, amazing. So, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to cool. see what you guys continue to do and, and kind of Web3 with with merch and wearables. And I, I one thing that I've heard from like everybody is that like drug receipts, merch quality is always top notch. So uh, I love that you guys never sacrifice quality and I love everything that I've seen. So super excited to see how that continue to evolves. You see, Shay, they all have to pass the Arlo test. So Arlo is our official QA backstop. And if he can't cut the shirt up just the way he likes it, then that supplier is fucking binned. We go and find <laughs> the next one. And so that's how we have a very unique uh, QA system in place here at Drug. I hate collars. I hate collars. <laughs> <laughs> but Shay, you talked about, you know, delivering value, right? What, what other communities are delivering as much value? And at Drug Receipts, we consider ourselves like a gateway brand, right? A gateway into Web3. And one of the things that we offer is because a lot of the things that we do, a lot of the things that we offer are deliver value that people can understand right now. And you don't have to understand anything about Web3 or the metaverse or NFTs. If your shirt in real life starts animating, if you see the augmented reality experience, people go nuts about that. They, they get excited about it. Um, and same thing, even if you never see the augmented reality experience, if we send someone a real physical onesie and they can wear it, right, and sleep in it, like they are stoked. Um, so a lot of the things that we are promising in Web3 are on the horizon. They are coming. The game will be out sometime next year. Um, the, you know, uh, the interoperable wearables, uh, that will happen, you know, once these game environments come online, that will happen. But in the meantime, we are delivering stuff to people that they can understand the value in right now. And so it kind of stokes people out. And with all of, you know, with all of our drops, with our mints, we are, we are releasing physical wearables and digital wearables uh, together. So you get both. But while you're waiting for all of the utility of the digital wearable, in the meantime, you've got sick apparel that you can wear in real life. And so in that way, we are trying to bring people to Web3. Um, just by getting them excited and capturing their imaginations, and just to just yeah. to go a little even a little tiny bit further on that, it's important people understand we've already dropped a couple of uh, of digital wearables, uh, and so hopefully people start to understand that you know everything we deliver, all of our digital wearables will be interoperable. So we currently have the onesie in store, and I think it's been uh, not the onesie, the hoodie. Sorry, the the DRX Travel Co hoodie. 
is in OpenSea and there's uh, a lot of people I think have underestimated or, or not quite comprehended what the value of that digital NFT is. So um, now hopefully we can start to show and people can start to see and understand, ah, oh, this, this is something that I can actually trade and wear and utilize and has, has a whole lot of uh, value and utility as a digital token, not just the physical wearable that I'm rocking in the street. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing my hoodie on my walker. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> talked about a store, right? Yeah, store? yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, you know, we're we're obviously really focused on this. So um, delivering a solution where people will be able to buy, trade, sell, swap, physical, digital uh, wearables, and and use them across different. Um, IRL uh, URL spaces is, is obviously something that's a big part of our roadmap. So. Yeah. Send so us, Jesse, while we've got our guest, I know that we had some questions popping up uh, in our Discord. I just want to make sure that we we get to them all um, while we've got them here. Was there uh, is there anything that we haven't yeah. addressed yet? Uh -huh. There was someone that asked if there's going to be an in-game store in oh, the game. Christian addressed that. Okay, it would be. excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, um, which makes sense. Uh, yeah, let's see. Dia made yeah. a comment that this is the first Web3 onesie ever. And I believe that, actually. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard. It's, it's, it's going to be hard to top this leap, also. Yeah, first and yeah. best, right? Who, who would want to follow that? Uh -huh. yeah. 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 We need to have like a onesie party, onesie pajama. Yeah. 100%. Sure. Or, or a Discord night. Or like we yeah. could have a DJ and then everyone just like snuggles up in their onesie and then we'll take like a big group photo. We'll break a record or something. Yeah. It'll be cute. I love that. <laughs> we'll love talk. That we'll talk. All right. So the next thing that oh. we're going to do is we want to talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to go into a little bit of detail on the sort of some of the lore behind the uh, the traits in the onesie like where the inspiration for con because you know we we keep talking about the kill team uh trevor's got it there on his shirt it's kind of it's the the mask and the knives are like kind of the representation for that for the kill team but there's a whole backstory and a legacy to where all these ideas come from and they draw on uh you know the work that i've been doing for the last 30 years um christian i wonder actually about that so as a you know you've got a long history as a designer um, how much do you draw on previous work uh, in the things you're doing? Or do you ever do like self-referential things like in the collection? Like, do you refer to, you know, stuff or inside jokes maybe that you've done in the past? Yeah, I think I've done, I've done most of the prints for the t-shirts, for example. And they are a lot of like retro zombie movie references. Yeah. Like uh, Night of the Living Dead was, uh, uh, what is it now? Night of the Crypto Walker, something? Uh, one of the graveyard t-shirts. Uh, I've done uh, the foil foil hat is my thing. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but I'm kind of a super foil hat fan now of the foil hats in this collection. Um, uh, yeah, I've done. Uh, it's a lot of pop culture references and old, not always good movies, but old like retro movies. I like sci-fi, and I'm a big uh, horror movie fan. So yeah, I've been. 
I mean, I don't do 3D myself that much, not at all now. Uh, so uh, the 2D graphics I'm on. Also the graffiti, if you've seen it. The graffiti yeah. on uh, on the walls in uh, in the game uh, I did. Yeah. Do you have background in that? Do you are you actually a writer, or is it is it only? I was actually, I actually won a competition when I was younger. Uh, no way. Back in the hood, where I'm from, here in uh, Stockholm. Wait, where are you yeah. from? Stockholm. Oh, Stockholm, I, Sweden. I you said, did you say back in the hood where I'm from? <laughs> hood in Sweden, you know, it's not much of a hood. But we had we had like we had like uh, we had like um, uh, graffiti competitions. Oh God, I feel so lame now. But uh, yeah, we had those. Uh, I mean, it's I won cool. it one year. We had a yearly competition in uh, in like the the area where I grew up. That that the hood. kind of. Uh, yeah, the hood, real rough hood in Stockholm. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, but uh, yeah, I have a little bit of a background in that. So I'm in a so, similar yeah. boat, right? We are, you know, most of our background is in 2D design, graphic design. Yeah. And so now we yeah, are in this sure. kind of like this 3D world where we are trying to apply the graphics. I have kind of, yeah. you know, I've kind of like stubbornly am, and holding on to my 2D aesthetics. So most of our graphics yeah. animate like as 2D animated graphics. They pop off of things, but they're mostly 2D. Um, but yeah. you guys have gone, you know, whole whole hog into like the 3D environment. Obviously, taking it to yeah. the, like the next level. Um, but they're like there's there's kind of different solutions to how you translate that 2D aesthetic into 3D worlds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but it's fun. It's it's fun if whenever you can like whenever I can add some of my art, I'm very happy. I also did some of the tattoos or the tattoos I did uh, all of them, I guess. The I'm tattoos, a, in the uh, yeah, the tattoos, the uh-huh. the t-shirt prints. Yeah, I'm a illustrator nerd. I love doing vector illustrator and all that. Kind me of too. Stuff. Me too. Yeah, good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what yeah, I was saying earlier. Fun. Is that so much of the DNA of the project has like stemmed from kind of Christian and Daniel's like personal interests and propensities and. Um, Christian is driving a lot of our lore with our lore master. Um, shout out to Aaron. And uh, I can yeah. tell that like just the content and the stories and stuff that he has consumed, it like kind of definitely helps, I think, like inspire a lot of that, which I think, which I think is awesome just because it shows kind of how much like soul and stuff went into like the Genesis collection and everything in, in the first place. Yeah. Shay, you mentioned uh you know giving input you weren't around when they were conceiving of the genesis collection but you've certainly been there through the whole development of the female collection uh what kind of input are you able to get or like what what kind of input have you given yeah um so i'm super excited i we have a more diverse palette of like skin tones for for this collection Mm. that's correct right christian and we we decommissioned kind of the the very pale kind of albino one that we had in the Genesis yeah. collection. Yeah, that was and, like um, all white. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and so that's like, that's like one example. Um, and the team has just always like, they kind of have always just like checked with me for certain things. And they're like, you know, like, is this appropriate? Or what do you think about this? Like, 
we want a woman's opinion on it and stuff like that. Yeah. And which I've, I've really appreciated and they've always um, been super receptive to it and, and taken the feedback. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's like even just the color palette and skin tone thing I think is, is huge because I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle and I was like, I, I want something that I can like rep, you know, and resonate with. And um, so, I mean, that's, that's just one way. And uh, just uh, so many things come up along the way, I think. For sure. For sure. Representation is awesome. really important, like really, really important. You know, it sucks when you're browsing a game and you want to create a character or you want to, um, you know, see something that looks like you. It's amazing what that bit of representation can do for someone's, you know, self-esteem or perception of self or even just feeling accepted in um, technology and gaming spaces. I know it sounds, you know, like really you know, diving into the details, but it, it, it's really crucial. Um, you know, coming from a Hispanic Latin background, I remember when I saw um, Coco when it came out in theaters and I was like, oh my God, you know, there are so many elements here that I feel like, oh, like this is my, my family said this, or, you know, it, it's, it, it, it was like a warm hug on the screen. So thank you guys yeah. for taking that into consideration. It's such an advantage uh, to have, I think, in the space as well. There's, like you were saying earlier, Shay, it's, it is quite still quite a male-dominated space. Um, so it's, I think it's a huge advantage that not only have you got female leadership in the team, but you're also taking that idea of representation, the idea of bringing equality into the mix, the idea of um, not leaning into one particular um, bias, uh, it's it's such an important part of the worlds that we're trying to build. I mean, we're building most of this stuff from scratch and we have a huge opportunity to do it right or at least do it better. Uh, and so I think, you know, one of the things I love about the project is the fact that you've got Shay sitting there in the team at a, at a senior level and able to input and uh, kind of uh, influence the way in which the project develops, the way in which the world is built, and hopefully uh, we're all better for it. So, yeah, kudos. Yeah, likewise. I really resonate with that. And I, uh, I want to give a shout out to kind of our, our male counterparts. And I'm sure Jesse would agree with me. But um, we, I, I think when men and male leadership and kind of provide platforms for us and entrust us with that, um, they, they're really, they really become allies. And, uh, you know, you, I would see you and Arlo as kind of the same way. And so um, just keep continuing to, to do that. And um, it's awesome. And it, it's going to play like a big part in kind of, I think, like the mass change for all of this. So yeah, thanks for being awesome allies. Appreciate that. Thank you. I, you know, I'm going to say something. I hope you don't take it the wrong way, but I'm going to challenge you a little bit on what you said. Um, as a man, I don't provide platforms for women, right? Or I don't trust yeah, Jesse to do things, right? She, when, when I first met Jesse and she interviewed me for uh, an art magazine, essentially, and we had such a great conversation, it wasn't because she was a woman. I, we vibed like on so many levels, like aesthetically, like she was so smart. Uh, she like sort of got the culture, like every, on art, like just on so many things. I'm like, that is someone I want to work with. So it never entered my mind, you know, I want to, I want to give a platform to a woman. I just like working with people that are really good at what they do. Shay, you are that. And Jesse is that. So yeah. men don't give it to you. You, you no, do 100%. You give it to you because and you deserve it. Right. Cause you've earned, I guess yeah. what I, earned it. That, yeah. What I meant is even just giving a seat at the table though, and keeping an open You're mind. Right. That's what I mean. Like that. Yeah. 
that makes a difference. And that's what I was saying. Like, even for me to be in the position that I'm in and have it's, it speaks volume about, it speaks volumes about kind of like my team and their values. And so that's, that's just what I kind of mean because you, everybody has the choice for like, yes or no, or opening a door or closing a door. So you're right. If you get right. yeah. So exactly. we're now, we're now deep into the, you're right. <laughs> we're now deep into the idea of identity, right? So we're talking about um, the value and, and, and perspective that different identities bring to the table, but we're moving into a space where people can kind of develop and create whatever identity they, they want to. And, I mean, I already know people who are male in the real world and female in the metaverse and uh, and sort of have this, you know, balance and, and, and way of expressing those two sides of their personality. Um, so I, I wonder how that will play into this space, right, and how, how much of the infrastructure that we're building now plays out into that idea that people can develop, recreate, re, re, um restructure their identity around this digital life that we're now going to dive much much deeper into and i wonder how significant or how um how blurred the lines are going to get around identity as we move into this space so i think that you know the current world is very much there's this very obvious and visual kind of uh, representation of this i want to say battle but i don't want to say battle maybe legacy is a better word uh, but as we move into this space we're, we're almost like starting again right so um i hope and pray that all of that shit just goes away and it's just, you know, people get seen for who they are, what they do, what type of person they are, the identity that they put forward and the identity that they represent becomes the only thing that matters. And, you know, now that I look at you and you're a fucking rabbit or you're a walker or you're a, you know, whatever type of avatar you want to be, I don't know if you're a woman or black or green or, 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 or stand on your head or, 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 you know, whatever your physical... Um, you know, idiosyncrasies might be doesn't matter anymore because I see you with a purple rabbit in front of me, and I'm I'm assessing that purple rabbit for how that purple rabbit behaves. Um, yeah, it, it, I wonder how much of what we're doing right now will play into this. I think a lot of it. I wonder too. Oh, oh sorry, Shay, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, that's, that's all I was going to say. <laughs> well, too, I think like the conversation culturally and globally is changing. Um, people are becoming more open-minded about what identity actually means. Even in the real world, you know, people are looking at things like um, uh, gender and sexuality on sort of like a spectrum or even intelligence on a spectrum or um, uh, the way your brain kind of works. And I think we all know what that means on a spectrum and becoming more acceptant of or accepting of those kinds of things versus looking at things at extremities or at, categories that are given to you and you just have to accept it you know you're I feel like it's, it's more acceptable to sort of create or live in however or whatever you perceive your reality or what you identify to be as um, which is cool because I feel like if it doesn't bother anyone else then like who cares um, as a so. member of a really um, underrepresented and underacknowledged group uh, Trevor I'd like to send a special shout out to you for uh, including people that stand on their head in your list of physical traits um, that, that, you know, could be represented in the metaverse. So thank you. As someone who stands on my head quite often, I, I appreciate yeah. you. I, I have them. friends that are radical verticalists. So uh -huh. they don't like sitting down. They don't like lying down. They're radical verticalists. And, uh, you know, they are a very underrepresented culture. In fact, it's a social suicide to be 
you know, in a bar or in a, in a public place, meeting somebody for the first time, and, and then it inevitably comes up. Yes, I, I, I'm a you know follower of radical verticalism, and suddenly you're the, the the prejudices are intense. So I'm really looking forward to a space where a radical verticalist can do whatever they want. In and now. Christian and Shay, I think, are thinking like, how? What have we gotten into? How can we get out of this? Is this <laughs> clearly this has gone no. off the rails? This is certainly this has got to be coming to a close sometime soon, guys. We honestly, we are. I think you are done with your official obligation with us. I think we've covered most of what we've done. Um, unless, unless there's, <laughs> yeah, uh, unless there's anything. Now it gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything that we've missed or anything that we need to, I mean, I think we've covered the mint. If there's anything that people need to know, um, let's make sure that we get that out to them now. And then what we're going to move on to is we are going to talk about the traits a little bit, which you guys are welcome to stay. And if you want to learn a little bit more about the traits and, and add to the conversation, we love having you guys here. Um, but you are not obligated to stay. That's, that's all I want to let you know. Uh, very much. Um, cool. I, w I guess, no, sorry, go ahead, Christian. No, I was just going to say you are a better um, kind of to, to end with good info than what I am. So go ahead, <laughs> you have something on your mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going to wrap up and, and say thank you so much for having us. Uh, just and one more key key piece of information about the Mint. Um, the first hour is going to be for Crypto Walkers holders only. So if you own a walker or a weapon, um, you'll be able to mint in that hour. And then for the second hour, it will open up for holders still, but as partners as well. So Drugger Seats uh, falls into that. Um and yeah, I just want to say this has been an incredible partnership, really looking forward to doing more things together. And I also just wanted to give a huge shout out to Altered State Machine um, and Carmen and Jay and Gal, my partners over there. Uh, they are extremely equally as passionate about inclusion um, for women in Web3 and have just uh, been a tremendous like support system for, for this mint and kind of the initiatives and things that we are passionate about. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, Altered State Machine is just one of my favorite organizations. And I think that they are doing so many things right and is another organization that has females at the helm of leadership, uh, like Carmen, Dijon Trader Girl, um, so many other people, Shara Senderoff. So Big shout out to them. And I'm really, really grateful that they've been such a like forward thinking kind of um, female inclusion partner for this as well. Um, and yeah, I think we'll hop off. We, As much as I would love to be part of this conversation, we are so slammed with the mint and have a million things to do. Awesome. Uh, but thank you guys so much for having us. And I'll let um, Christian say some last words as well. Yeah, I just want to thank you. You're an awesome team to team up with. Always fun, always fun meetings with you guys. Um, love the process, the whole way from nothing to this one C. It was um, a nice ride, for sure. I thank you very much for inviting both of us. Awesome, perfect. Thank you guys for coming on. Very excited about the collaboration. Can't wait until the Mint, so we'll be looking forward to that. Good luck with everything, and we'll let you guys get back to whatever you're doing. I know you've got a lot on your plate, so thank you, Shay. Thank you, thank Christian, you for coming on. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Keep up the great work. Good luck with the mint. And, you. Uh, you know, Bye. we've got our own uh, some alpha. I think it's time to drop some, uh, some of the details around what's going on with the cap, what's in the cap, 
Who's got the cap? How do I get a cap? No cap. Right. So we talked about <laughs> we just talked about how you can get the onesie, right? If you if you mint a crypto walk a crypto walker female that is wearing the onesie, then that will also entitle you to a claim to the IRL onesie. So you'll get the digital wearable and you can get the IRL, the physical wearable. Um, but how do drug receipts holders, how can you get a onesie from the drug receipts collection? So we are going to have our own mint. This won't happen until next year, um, sometime early next year in January. Uh, but we will have a mint of our capsule collection. It's going to be a capsule collection based on this Kill Team release. Um, each capsule will include three items, a hat, a t-shirt, and either a hoodie, um, or in more rare cases, instead of a hoodie, you will get a hat, a t-shirt, and the onesie. Um, so through that mint, you will, and through the drug receipts mint, you will be able to get a, um, a Kill Team onesie. Um, and that will also include the digital wearable and a claim for the physical wearable as well. Uh, so that's going to be happening in January. Um, we have already uh, announced the traits uh, associated with the, uh, the female collection. Obviously, if you get a female that's wearing the onesie um, in the female collection, the crypto, female crypto walkers collection, then you will, uh, you will get to claim the IRL wearable. In the drug receipts collection, we also will have our own trait claim, our own trait draw. Uh, the trait in the drug receipts collection is going to be the kill team stabby. So as you saw, when we were looking at the onesie design, the, the main feature on the back of the onesie design is our stabby character. It's Tabby holding a knife. Um, and it's, you know, and the Kill Team speech bubble is featured prominently in the collection. Exactly right there. So that is the Kill Team stabby. So if you've got that, you know, if you've got that exact assortment of traits, the knife, Tabby, and the Kill Team speech bubble, what we're calling the Kill Team stabby, then you automatically will be entitled to claim uh, your IRL um, drug receipts kill team onesie, and you also will get uh, drop the digital wearable as well. Um, those are two separate things, right? Two separate ways that you can get the onesie. You can either get the onesie just by having that, that trait collection. Uh, you will get it as a trait drop. Uh, the other way to get it, and anyone will have the opportunity to do this, is if you get in on the Mint, and mint our capsule collection, there will be uh, uh, an assortment of onesies scattered throughout that collection as well. But you will not know in the mint uh, what you're minting, right? It is somewhat of a lottery system. You can consider it a form of rarity uh, because all the capsules will have a hat, a t-shirt, and a hoodie, except for some of them will have a hat, a t-shirt, and a onesie. Uh, but you got to mint it to have a chance to get one of those. Um, so there you go. After, after the mint, there will be no other opportunities unless you know someone or unless, you know, there will be a few select that we put up for prizes, things like that. But mostly you're going to have to mint it or you're going to have to have the traits. So I'm looking right now, right now I'm looking at Denny who picked up the first uh, onesie in the spaces during the week. And now I hope, Denny, you realize, mate, just how <laughs> special that little throwaway little gift that was given and dropped on you because these things are going to be almost impossible to get your hands on. You've either got to be in the mint or you've got to have the trait. That's it. That's it. Or you've got to know somebody, you know, and I will happily put my wallet up there. I'm accepting ETH offers. 
uh, and we'll, we'll see just how far we can go with the ones that know. You have to be in it to win it. It's all about minting and trying your luck there or having those particular traits. And the so the it's a special collection that we have developed for the capsule drop. We haven't released or we haven't shown any of the designs yet. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, when the when the Crypto Walkers team was on, the shirt that Trevor's wearing is part of the Kill Team collection. It's part of the Halloween drop. So that is a Halloween colorway of the Kill Team drop. Um, the mask and knives there, right? That is kind of the Kill Team icon that we're using as to represent the collection. Um, but the the onesie has a different um, design, kind of based on the Kill Team drop. Instead of the mask and knives, you got My Life with the Drug Receipts Kill Team, but it's got the, the Kill Team stabby in the middle. Um, but the, uh, so the capsule collection will be part of, or will be related to um, some of the stuff that you've seen already, like in the Halloween drop, and obviously what you can see there on the onesie. We will give you one taste uh, of what you can expect in the capsule collection. And this is a, an early digital rendering of the hat. Um, which is the is the purple or the Crypto Walkers Kill Team version of the uh, Drug Receipts Kill Team hat. So, John, if we have the uh, which one is it? Oh, you got it. Cool. Right. So, for anyone that's seen the Kill Team Halloween drop, you know that you will recognize this. But we have changed. These are new Kill Team uh, purple colorways to go with the Crypto Walkers X Drug Receipts collaboration. And for anyone that was paying attention, when we dropped the Halloween Kill Team drop, you will notice that all the animations, uh, the DR Experience, augmented reality animations, um, the colorway was not Halloween. It was this colorway. And so that was, again, that was just something to kind of tease what was coming because the Halloween Kill Team drop was just a variation of what was a bigger kill, kill Team collection that we knew was coming on the horizon. And so now this is just kind of the first taste of what is on the way. So there also will be a t-shirt and a hoodie. And I hope that I haven't misrepresented this. I don't want anyone to get the idea that the hoodie is just the thing you get if you don't get the onesie. The hoodie is really, really mm -hmm. sick. Um, our Travel Co. hoodie was rad, but what we're doing with this, this Crypto Walkers purple collection, uh, Kill Team collection, um, it's sick. So that that is going to be a surprise and delight. We are not showing that yet. Um, but for now, all you need to know is that those things are, that's what's going to be in the cap. Um, and there will be a, a, a mint for that coming up um, early next year. Um, and there was a question, uh, I think it was uh, Savvy, who said, if the onesies aren't claimed by trait holders, do they end up in the store? And the answer is no. So any, don't. yeah. So anything that, uh, Anything that doesn't get minted, right? We said we're going to have a capsule collection mint. Anything that doesn't get minted is going to get burned. Uh, you, the only way to get the onesies is either as a trait drop or in the mint. There's not going to be, uh, you won't be able to get them in the store. You'll be able to get them on the secondary market um, on OpenSea, uh, but they, they will not be available in the store, no. So just um, to clarify a little bit, each capsule contains three NFTs, which will be a hat, a shirt, and a hoodie or with, a, with a handful that will possibly get a onesie. So all of those will be individual digital and physical wearables. So you'll, they'll end up in your wallet. They'll be claimable 
for IRL wearables. You can trade them on the secondary market, claimed or unclaimed. The NFTs will be wearable and interoperable across as many game environments as we po can possibly create it. Once the Mint goes live, though, once the Mint finishes, there will be an opportunity for people to purchase just the IRL apparel, not including the onesie, so the, the hat, the hoodie, and the shirt, you'll be able to buy in the store uh, for a limited window of time. And then once those are closed, that's it. And if you buy in the store, you won't get the digital wearable. You'll only get the physical wearable, which is still a pretty fucking cool thing. Let's face it, this is clothing that comes to goddamn life. Yeah. But if you want the digital wearable as well, then you need to mint. Exactly. And there's only a handful of mint. There's not even that many to be minted. God damn. It's a super rare. This onesie is going to be the most sought after goddamn wearable in the metaverse. So I just and really, I, my math is serving me right, guys, real quick. Um, that's not three items in the capsule. That's technically six, if you think correct. about it. Because you're yeah. getting the interoperable wearables, and then you're also getting a claimable IRL uh, version of what you just minted so that's six items in one which is crazy it's actually <laughs> it's actually closer to eight because you get the three nfts which are the digital wearables you get the three uh irl uh, physical wearables and you also get clout and you also get uh bragging rights so there there's a whole lot in the capsule um and it, trevor's right right so there's the there's going to be the the mint of the capsule collection and the pre-order through the drugstore to get the physical apparel items, but that's it. And part of this model, you know, this is a demonstration of the things that we've been talking about all along, right? Find ways to create exclusivity um, and access for drug receipts holders, because in the mint, you guys, you know, our drug snugglers will get first access to the mint. Um, there will, there will be some whitelist associated with it because obviously we are partnered with crypto walkers on this. So we've got to give access to some of their holders as well. Um, but uh, outside of the whitelist, first access goes to drug snugglers and then we open it up for public mint. Um, but this is, you know, we are building in access and exclusivity for, for our holders. And again, that's another part of the reason, guys, we would love to put the onesie in our store and just sell sell them all day, right? Uh, because this is going to be a really coveted item. But what we are trying to do, what we want to do is make it exclusive. We want to create FOMO and we want it to be something that everyone can't get. Um, that's why we are putting it in the mint and you can't get it any other way. So it's trade drop to holders um, and it's mint for holders. It's, you know, it's exclusive access for you guys first and foremost. Um, and this is just the first capsule collection of many to come. This is the drug receipts model. Different partners, different collections, but you know, every one to two months, we're going to be dropping these exclusive limited collections um, and everybody won't be able to get them. There's not enough to go around, but that's the idea. You want them to be valuable. You want them to be exclusive. We're building a secondary market. We're building interest. We're building FOMO. And so it, this will stoke interest in each subsequent mint. Uh, this is the drug receipts model. And just like the onesie in the next collection, which we're already working on, there is also a premium item that's going to be super rare that uh, people are going to be chomping, champing, depending on whether you're in the southern or northern hemisphere, at the bit to get their goddamn hands on these things. So uh, don't sleep. Stay up until January, until we drop the mint date. Uh, for those of you who are asking about how much and 
who gets what and all that sort of stuff. There will be more information on that coming closer to the time. So just hold on to your shorts for now. Uh, and we will make sure that if you're following along in the Discord or our Twitter, you will know everything well ahead of time and be well prepared for this drop. I can see that Jamie is in the comments and she's just hoping that Jesse is going to hook her up and hold one of her uh, her spin the wheel giveaways, uh, you know, off screen <laughs> where, where Jamie can have a chance at winning her, oh my God. Uh, her onesie. Yeah. Um, um, so I, 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 I'm sorry, just real quick. I have to put this on the record. I am waiting for drug receipts, gold chains, uh, drug receipts, jewelry. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm just throwing it out there. It would I have be a really cool image I could show you, Jesse. I, I'm not, we're not allowed to show it, but I have something really rad <laughs> I could show you. Uh, we will save that for another one. Guys, y'all want to do a little bit of history? Y'all want to find, let's go into the lore and the, the history of some of these traits because we have packed a lot of traits into this Kill Team collection. Uh, we already did a trait drop for the uh, for the hockey mask, right? They got the access to the Halloween Kill Team drop. Um, we've mentioned that the Kill Team Stabby is going to get access to the onesie. Um, there's other traits in here, like the pentagram is included in the, the uh, Kill Team collection. Um, so just know that we are, we are thinking about you all and you, with so many drops, right. Scheduled traits are a big part of it. Like the, we say that we are bringing web three to streetwear and streetwear to web three. So we are blending these two models, right? The streetwear drop model and the web three minting model. And we are creating these web three exclusive drops um, utilizing the mechanics of Web3 and minting with the trait drops and everything else and utilizing the hype and the FOMO and the excitement of a streetwear drop. So this is really exciting stuff. Um, and, and this Kill Team, um, Drug Receipts, Crypto Walkers, Capsule Collection drop coming up next year is going to be really the first iteration of it, kind of in all of its glory. Can't wait for it. Uh, so let's talk about it. So Joellen, um, the... Kill Team shirt, we actually don't even, I guess, have to bring up an image of it because Trevor's wearing it right there. But this is, he's got the mask and the knives on front. So I guess the, the most obvious things here that we're going to talk about are the mask and knives and Kill Team, right? Because these are two of the prominent features there. Um, let's bring up the Ghost Brand logo because this is kind of, you know, this is one of the main inspirations. Anyone, now that you've seen the go the mask and knives, once you see the Ghost Brand logo, right, it's pretty obvious where the inspiration came from. This is the logo that I used for a long time with Franco Shade, and then after that with Ghost Brand. Um, I even have this logo tattooed on my wrist right now. Um, John, let's show it. I'll try to show it here on my camera. Yeah, see right there, right? Ghost and Knives. So that's from Ghost Brand and Franco Shade. Uh, and I'm not the only one that has that tattoo. There's a lot of them out there. I'll have you know. Um, can't wait to see the Mask and Knives Kill Team logos from Drug Receipts. Uh, but the uh, but so the inspiration for the Mask and Knives, obviously, is the Ghost Brand logo, but we took the hockey mask from the Drug Receipts collection. And also, just as a minor detail note for you guys, the knives... Um, from the Ghost Brand logo, I updated those. I replaced them actually with knives that are based on the styling of the knives in the Drug Receipts collection. Let me see your shirt one more time, Trevor. Let's see if that's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So different knives, yeah. Yeah. Those are based on the knives in our collection. Cool. I Very can't cool. believe how 
how excited my blue couch is to get into this shot today. It's just, uh, <laughs> it just keeps jumping into the frame. Yeah. It's, it's my special guest. My secret special guest is my old blue couch that's in the background. It's really cool. Uh, but so then the other big component here from the, the WC's kill team is kill team. Where did that name come from? It's a very provocative name, kill team. And there is a long and storied history behind the kill team, which actually goes back even further than the history of the ghost and knives than the logo itself. Um, let's show uh, the image here of the Senate kill team. We've got a little collage here, but this is an old Senate ad. Uh, Eric Shrine was one of our pro skaters. Um, and that's a shirt, a Kill Team shirt that we had. You can even barely see the tag in the collar there. That's a Senate tag, probably one of the infamous Destroy All Girls tags. Um, talk about how far we've come with uh, representing women in Web3. Boy, those were those were different times. Um, not that it was not that anyone tolerated it back then. It was actually it was a big deal. We ended up on all the major news outlets. Um, but so th this story is about kill team, right? So we had the kill team, the Senate kill team. We made shirts and stickers that said kill, uh, on the ad there at the bottom of the ad, you can see Eric Shrine, Eric Shrine, 1998 kill team. Um, there was a lot of merchandise on all the wheels that we put out in the wheel packaging. It said Senate kill team. And, and we had a, we had tours. We had a giant school bus that we painted on the side of it. Kill team. I mean, really provocative, cool stuff. So where did the inspiration for Kill Team come from? Because here we can see that, you know, this is the inspiration for the Drug Receipts Kill Team. I'm, it's referring back to the old Senate Kill Team. But where did I get the idea from the Kill Team at all? And I'll tell you that story. Um, a long time ago, Brooke and I were doing shows. Uh, honestly, before sponsorship even existed for rollerblading, the way that you made it a living was you did demos and, and shows. Uh, basically, skate manufacturers would hire you to go skate a halfpipe show uh, at a trade show, basically. And we used to go every year to Chicago to something called the Sporting Goods of America, something like that trade show, SGA, was held in Chicago. Um, and I was with Brooke, or maybe we were even in Europe. Some of the earliest uh, trade shows we went to were in Germany in, in Is at a trade show called ISPO, the International Sporting Goods association or something like that organization, something like that. ISPO was in Munich, Germany. Um, but so these were giant sporting good events, right? Because action sports didn't really exist as a category yet. Uh, rollerblading certainly didn't exist as a category big enough to have its own trade shows. So it was always part of sporting good trade shows. So there'd be hiking outdoor apparel companies and ski companies and snowboard companies and these fledgling inline skate companies. Um, I did shows for ultra wheels. I did shows for Oxygen, actually the, the pre predecessor to Oxygen, um, which was, actually, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was the Ultra Wheels show. I don't know. Something before Oxygen. Um, Rollerblade, obviously, Roses. So all these inline skate companies would show up at these sporting good trade shows. But as I said, it wasn't just rollerblading. So the U.S. ski team was there and they, you know, you walk around the show, you get stickers and flyers and whatever from all the different vendors and booths out there. And so I got, Brooke and I got these US ski team stickers and it was a big sticker that had, you know, whatever the US Olympic logo on it or US ski team logo. I don't know what it had. All I remember is it said US ski team. And I didn't want to just stick a US ski team sticker on my helmet, right? That uh, it didn't make any sense. It thought it'd be kind of corny, but, I had a couple of these stickers and I'm looking at, and I'm trying to think, you know, what can I do that, you know, that would be more.
more, you know, suitable to my own liking and my own aesthetic. And so I'm rearranging around in my head and I come up with uh, U.S. kilting. It's like, you know, I cut out the stickers and I rearranged it. And so I put it on the helmet. I put it on my helmet and it looked like the U.S. ski team logo, but it said U.S. kilting. And I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and that would kind of morph and evolve over the years where I started doing things like where I made a sticker that just said kill and I put it on my helmet. And then we, for Senate, we started making shirts. It's, I made a shirt that said kill and we made a shirt that had a knife on it that just said kill. Um, and I guess if we get into the, you know, the, the emotional sentiment behind it, um, you know, we were young people, young men at that time, you know, basically teenagers, young 20s in participating in a dangerous action sport. Um, and there was a lot of like aggressive energy uh, behind us. We, we actually called skating back then was called aggressive inline skating. Um, and so there was just a lot of like anger and angst and energy and just, you know, raw energy um, and kill you know, kill is just like an extreme expression of that. You know, it's it, from my perspective, it's certainly not intended to be something taken literally. It is just an extreme expression of just kind of like rage and energy and, um, and, uh, dynamism, dynamism. How do you say that word? Is that a word? Dynamism. I think it's something like that. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's look at an evolution of it now. So, after Senate, you know, we did the whole thing with Kill and Senate Kill Team. In all the projects that I would do after that, um, I always refer back to my own work. Like the the, the ideas behind um, my creative output just grow and evolve with me. So after Senate, at some point I did Frank O'Shea um, and we had a, uh, let's show the ghost Frankie Kill. Because this was a graphic I did with Franco Shade, and then I did it again with Ghost Brand. So, you know, more iterations. You can see it says kill there, kill, kill, kill. Um, but this graphic should look very familiar to people that are familiar with the drug receipts collection because they're, you know, the, the these even the walking position there looks like, you know, is, is very similar to how our characters are presented but the knife trait and the mask trait and even kill, right? These are all things that are represented in the drug receipts collection. And this graphic is, you know, is 15 years old or something. Um, right. But it's actually got toes, not just the Smurf ball feet. Um, but this is a, this is the ghost character, Frankie, we called, uh, uh, you know, to re reference Franco shade, but Frankie, the ghost wearing the hockey mask and holding the knife. Um, but I want to show you another kill team uh, or another, yeah, another kill hockey mask um, iteration that we did in Franco Shade. And this was, this was, I think, probably even 2007 or something. Can we show the Franco Shade FRSH mask? And guys, I couldn't even find a an image of this. I think I have someone, I have a shirt uh, folded up somewhere in my shirt archives in the garage. You know, I've just, I have like giant Tupperware bins full of of shirts from from through the years maybe that would be a fun episode one time to just go through the the you know the archives of these actual physical shirts but this was a shirt that we actually produced it's got a all over pattern in the back which is is something we could even look at you know unto itself it you can see in the all over pattern there is a knife in there 
again, just these ideas, they keep recurring. Um, but in the foreground is the hockey mask. This was an early iteration of the hockey mask. And on the back, kill, kill, kill. And the hockey mask, kill, 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 right? That is, that is an obvious reference to Friday the 13th um, and Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th movie series. Um, but so it would, and now you can see how it's evolved through the years all the way up to the latest iteration. And am I, uh, let's go ahead and show one more time this, the crypto walkers and DRX hockey masks, just because I know that that's got, you know, the latest iteration. Yeah. So here's where we are today. Um, on the right there is cap our one of our drug receipts characters wearing the mask in the night and a rollerblade, which ties in all the, you know, the very beginnings, the very origin uh, of this, the whole kill team um, concept. Uh, did I get, oh, and to bring it all together, one just kind of find a kind of full circle uh, meta self-referential um, ball of, uh, of kill team. Let's show the image of Roadhouse wearing the kill team uh, Halloween drop. So Roadhouse here, this was at Blading Cup in Santa Ana, California. That's Roadhouse, who was on the original Senate kill team, now 20 years later, wearing the drug receipts kill team uh, t-shirt at a rollerblading event, which where, by the way, Randy won the, uh, the Veterans Cup. So bringing it all full circle, super meta references here with an original kill team member wearing the drug receipts kill team merch. Very cool. What do you think of that? Trevor, Jesse, you guys still, you guys still yeah. with us? Yeah, I think we're here. Here I am. Hello. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. I, I, I always find it so fascinating how far back all of this stuff goes, you know, in a, in a space where everything is uh, just brand new, being created, being developed and designed on the fly. We've got this unique legacy that goes back 20 plus years uh, where, you know, 30, drug 30 plus. 30 plus years. We didn't need to dox that. Then it started in 1993, I think, which means we're coming up on 30 years, literally. Wow. We should um, do a 30 year. You and Brooke should do a 30 year thing next year sometime. Uh, so Chris Edwards, one the, the godfather or the grandfather <laughs> of rollerblading, he, um, he is organizing some kind of a 30 year, you know, uh, celebration of kind of like the real beginning of, of rollerblading, the, the kind of rollerblading as we know it now. Um, yeah. And have to you know, speaking of Brooke, a detail that I forgot to mention, Trevor, thanks for reminding me, but I showed the old original, one of the original kill team ads. It was a full spread ad that we did. There's a good chance Brooke actually laid that ad, that ad out. He used to do some of the ads. Um, you know, I did, I was the creative director essentially for Senate, uh, but Brooke also did a lot of the creative stuff for us. And I, I'm pretty sure, I think that that ad would have been one that he did. If he was here right out. now, I have a sneaky suspicion he'd be talking about his number one signal and uh, <laughs> that, that he that he is quite a creative genius. And, you know, he's had a number one single. And, uh, oh, yeah, right. Two number one singles. Two number ones. Two number ones. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be saying that if he was here right now. And he'd be showing his feet. Drink, drink, drink. Uh, <laughs> So um, we definitely have to be at that event. And I think it's really cool the way that, you know, it's all coming around full circle, right? The timing is just everything seems to be lining up. Uh, the rollerblading has, has had a recent resurgence and that seems to be gathering momentum. Uh, these 
the nineties and the, the, the iconic fashion uh, is, is now being re-represented or reinterpreted for a new audience again. So like all of these things seem to be rolling around and, and, uh, and you know, here we are placed right in the middle of it all with all of that legacy and all of that history uh, to, to deliver. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's I really you, cool. I bet you nineties Arlo would have been absolutely blown away by the augmented reality uh, of a kill team shirt th th that we're seeing today, right? Imagine going back and seeing that, you know, nearly 30 years ago. And uh, I think that'd be pretty mind blowing, right? It is mind blowing. You almost, I'm not going to take the bait here. You're almost draw, drawing me into a really existential question uh, about the difference between, you know, the versions of ourselves through time, like the difference between that version of me and this version. Whereas that version, you know, that version definitely is somewhere inside of me, right? I am an older version of the Arlo from the 90s. But the Arlo from the 90s is not a younger version of me now, right? The mm -hmm. Arlo from the version, the Arlo, the version of the Arlo from the 90s has no concept of the, you know, the insights and the wisdom and the maturity that, you know, that he will accumulate over the years. So I am an older version of that one, but that is not a younger version of me. So there will, there will be some uh, disconnect between the, you know, the, the, the ability for us to, to understand each other completely. Um, but yes, I said I wasn't going to take the bait, and now I'm kind of doing it, but no. <laughs> now I want to bring Dia on the show and, uh, and go deep on this. No, I, uh, I don't know why I that topic's making me emotional. It's like You know what? We will weird. save that for spaces. I think, I think that's a great a great topic for a spaces i think i think that that could be really fun to get into so we'll make a note of that mark that up in the discord so we don't forget we'll we'll make a spaces out of that um speaking of spaces trevor i think we now would probably be a good time to talk about something exciting that you got cooking uh is that on the runner show we already at that okay so um we started uh one of our another community um project that came out of the community uh, Nebu Keneza, who's one of our Senate members, and I got together and started talking about the idea of doing some kind of more general, broad, a little bit education-focused uh, Twitter spaces. So we put <coughs> this idea of the Web3 town square, and we intend to tackle all of the kind of bigger topics in Web3 and try and bring guests and people in that are experts on that, because we are definitely not, uh, and just facilitate a conversation so that people who are in those uh, different places or are new to Web3 or are just trying to figure all this stuff out have somewhere they can go and get answers to pertinent questions. People who are interested in these different topics that we will do week to week can get up and, uh, and talk to other people who are also working and discovering in that space. So with that kind of format in mind, this week we are diving into the music biz, the Web3 music biz, and uh, we've got some pretty exciting guests lined up for that including uh mo meta media who is another snuggler but is also somebody who is doing web3 media and building a media agency around web3 and telling a lot of the stories of these projects that are being built and that are uh, that are gr growing and scaling rapidly uh we've got david uh from we are hume who are responsible for the biggest meta star on the on the planet right now, Angel Baby, uh, and we are Hume raised, I think, something like eleven million in VC funding to help launch and develop uh, Angel Baby and the idea of meta stars and the idea of this 
Web3 model of music. So there's obviously a lot of interest in it and be great to hear uh, what David's experience has been so far. We've got Nicely Done, who's in the crowd, and I am Don, who may be in the crowd here listening in, uh, who are going to come on the show and talk a little bit about their experience, because as we know from our Drug Wars uh, campaign, they both dropped tracks as NFTs, and it would be interesting to see what they learn from that and how that works, and one being a musician, one being a Web3 guy, what the different roles might look like, and really just go deep on answering some of those questions like I'm a musician what the fuck is web3 what does it mean to me how do I be a musician in a web3 environment what are the opportunities that are available to me right now what should I be thinking about all of that fun stuff so tune in uh Sunday 7 p.m cdt uh which is I think Monday about 2 p.m New Zealand time something like that Follow along in the Discord and Twitter and all of those sorts of places and you'll find out where it is. And yeah, come join us. Love it. Love it. It sounds really exciting. Super cool. And, you know, this is part of uh, our initiative here. One of the things that we're doing is trying to uh, present more drug receipts content, more drug receipts related content. Um, spaces is one of the primary ways that we've identified to do that. We are trying to uh, add more um, unique and interesting programming for all of you uh, to participate in and to engage with. And Trevor getting this thing off the ground is, is really exciting. It's a nice way to kind of get that kicked off. Um, uh, another, uh, another version of that, you know, Dia and I host, with, along with my daughter, Lulu, host a Skeptic Spaces. Um, so we will be announcing the next version of that um, coming up pretty soon. In fact, next week, so the holidays have kind of disrupted our, our podcast schedule and I think really all of our media schedule. Um, and that's going to continue through December because we're going to have to work around Christmas as well. Um, but I, it, what it looks like, I think, is next week, actually, we are going to have another podcast. So whereas our mm -hmm. podcasts usually occur every other week, we are stacking them up in consecutive weeks here to kind of get back on schedule a little bit before we get disrupted again at, at Christmas. Um, but the next uh, podcast next week will be a skeptical um, podcast, skeptically themed. So we'll have Dia on for that. Hopefully, third time will be a charm. We, we have yet to pull that off uh, flawlessly, but we're going to give it one more shot. Um, and one more note about, you know, we're talking a lot about engagement with snugglers and spaces and through our podcasts and through all of our media is a great way to do it. But we do have IRL events and we've had a string of them recently. Um, we had the Boogie Disco with Paradise uh, here in Dallas at the roller skating rink for Halloween. Um, and we were out at Blading Cup, and we also were out at a skating event here called the Carriers Cup in Dallas. Um, and at the after party for the Carriers Cup at a local bar here called the Fillmore Pub, which happens to be located right across the street from where the, the Eisenberg Skate Park used to be lo located in Plano, Texas. So after all the Eisenberg hoedowns, which was a big skating event that we had every year around Halloween in October, we used to go to the Fillmore Pub. Um, and the, the event always went late into the night. So we'd show up at the Fillmore pub around midnight. Um, but a lot of great memories at the Fillmore pub and the manager of the pub is, you know, fittingly now is an old manager from Eisenberg skate park. So a lot of relationship there, a lot of, uh, familiarity, um, and they always take care of us and they, you know, they, they are rollerblading related. So they always hook us up. Um, so we had an after party at the Fillmore pub, which Jesse actually organized. Um, to bring this all together with Eric Padilla, our friend from the manager out there. Um, but one of the cool things that we did was we took a drug receipt, a thermal drug receipt that I drew on a drug receipt, the very 
origin and genesis of our, you know, the reason we're all here is because these doodles that I drew on receipts. So, and I still do them. And just as a sidebar, we are still coming up with cool and fun ways to get these hand-drawn receipts out to you guys. We've got some cool stuff coming up that I think you guys will be excited about. But every once in a while, we find ways to give away these drug receipts. Um, Jesse will spin her wheel and somehow secretly give one to Jamie. Or, you know, yeah, or we've just got all different kinds of ways that we can give them. But so one thing that we did was at the after party at Fillmore Pub is... Uh, um, Joan, let's go ahead and show the image. Actually, uh, we, I, I drew a drug receipt and then put it into one of the pill vials and we hid it in the bar and Jesse sent out, you know, uh, uh, communications to everyone. I think we used, uh, I don't know if we used airdrop for this. Um, maybe it was on our Twitter actually, or our Instagram, but we said, we alerted everybody that was attending the party. We said, Hey, there is a drug receipt hidden somewhere in the bar. And so throughout the night, people would keep coming up to us. I was sitting with Jesse and some other people and we were all talking and they'd come up and they'd be like, where is it? You know, are we getting close? Can you give us a clue? And so through our Instagram, we did send out clues actually periodically. It happened to be hidden like on a power outlet or something. Uh, but so eventually one of our drug snugglers found it. Uh, this was a drug snuggler who showed up, um, Oliver, who showed up and he found it. And so he got to take home that hand-drawn drug receipt. Uh, it was just a cool way to, you know, to build in some real personal one-on-one uh, -on -one engagement interaction, IRL interaction with our drug snugglers and, you know, just kind of the wider um, community. Uh, and as mentioned, we are developing other cool, fun ways to get drug receipts, thermal drug receipts, just like this one out to you guys. So stay tuned for that. Arlo, have you really done 7,221,007 hand-drawn receipts is that is that a running yes yes so that's, that's number seven million two hundred twenty-two thousand and one. that that hand-drawn drug receipt so as you can see snugglers we're working arlo pretty hard in the background that's why he hasn't been in discord much hasn't been around a lot because he's just that that doorway you can see in the background there through there is a chamber which is just filled with uh thermal receipt printers and markers and things and so you know what trevor so I used a, you know, I used a real pill bottle as reference. And I, yeah, I sort of tried to fill in all the air. I just want to make it look like a, a prescription label. And so, but as I like to do, wherever there are numbers or wherever there is, you know, uh, minor information, I always like to make it something interesting and cool. So that number is not the number, that number is the same on every single pill vial. And it's not, uh, but it does refer to something. And the first person, uh, Joel, you can put it up back up on the screen. The first person in the Discord that can tell me what that number represents, uh, I will send you a thermal drug receipt. Oh. Um, yeah. So have a look. If you're not in our Discord, this is what you're missing out on. The first person to post in mainline um, what that number represents, what the significance of that number is, uh, 0722201, uh, I will... We will get your information and I will send you uh, a thermal drug receipt, a hand-drawn drug receipt. Um, Metaverse D got it. Metaverse D got it already. Congratulations, Metaverse D. That is, in fact, my daughter's birthday, July 22nd. Yep. Nicely done. Very good. Metaverse D picks up a thermal receipt oh. just like that. And I was going to say, Bill, though, it's not airless glory. So I thought I was going to jump <laughs> in there with his airless yeah. glory. Another reference. <laughs> 
Yes, <laughs> always, you, always fucking record. I'm reading the comments right now. Um, Lulu and your mom share the same birthday? No. Wow. They don't. Oh. But but Selena and my mother do. That's cute. Interesting. Um, my, uh, my mom and my oldest brother do, which is weird. The uh, favorite? It makes it convenient at birthday times because you just buy two presents and that's it. You know, the up statistics and the probabilities like on shared birthdays are just so counterintuitive. Like, you know, how likely you are to share a birthday, you know, with, you know, with a small number of people. Basically, if you have a small number of people in the room, like your chances of sharing a birthday with someone else, like, are you know, whatever they are, one in whatever it is. Uh, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I just know that they are really counterintuitive. You expect it to be a lot less likely than it actually is. Uh, so, guys, I think that we are uh, coming to the close of the show. Jesse, what's I feel like there's some extra information. I just don't know what we're at liberty to say. So, I'll let you handle it. Yeah. For sure. So this Saturday in the U.S. or Sunday in Kiwi time, um, we will be broadcasting a super cool DJ set from Miss Lady Hayes in our server. So that's 9 a.m. Brisbane. Brisbane. Am I saying that right, Trevor? Can I get some clarification? Yeah, Brisbane. Um, Brisbane. Brisbane, Mike. So if you're in Brisbane... um, Tune in at 9 a.m. Or if you're in Auckland, that is noon for you. That is 11 p.m. Uh, UK time, 6 p.m. New York time. So it's Eastern Standard Time and 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So uh, tune into any of those times. Um, well, that's kind of impossible. But uh, <laughs> check our Discord and you guys can enjoy a 60, 90 minute set from the ever illustrious, ever lovely Lady Hayes, who has been such a joy to have on our server. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the Broken Hearts Club. So if you want to show her some love, send her some broken heart emojis. Is that alpha? I don't know. That's it. We have to so be broken heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's going to be huge. That's going to be massive. I mean, old Greg's last, uh, you know, takeover dj set was 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 massive very popular lady hayes on the follow-up is this something we're going to be seeing more often from our drug receipts community and from us jesse yeah absolutely just yeah, it, for it sure. files under uh, the category right of all these different ways that we are providing more content more user engagement um just interacting uh finding more ways for us to get together and uh vibe as snugglers um so <laughs> drug snugglers Jesse, did I cut you off? What's up? <laughs> did I base give it away? Oh, no. I was just going to say this weekend is really stacked. I mean, it's kind of cool having the podcast on a Friday. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and just our events tomorrow with Lady Hayes and Trevor, your upcoming uh, spaces. And then we got a little bit of a break. And then, boom, we have our party spaces where you guys can win super sick uh, drug receipts merch. Um, it's been a really fun and exciting week. So I don't know. Uh, I bet I bet that Trevor agrees that it's fun having a, a podcast on yeah. a Friday, but not awesome. on a Saturday. Yeah, it's awesome having a podcast on a Saturday morning. There's nothing yeah, I want to do. On a Saturday morning, after yeah. a hard week at work is get up and do a three-hour podcast. No, I love you guys. I'd get up and do it. No, we <laughs> will. We, we're not gonna. We're not gonna hold you to that. So yes, this has been a fun. Um, nothing uh, beats here. the nothing beats the drug wars commitment though. That is still to be topped. 
5 a.m. every fucking day on my holiday, I got out of bed and did a drug receipts daily recap. I'm guessing Bless that was you, Trevor. Day, right? Guys, we should do this. T- we guys, we should do this every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, had to, I had to drink my own Kool-Aid, right? It was my stupid idea. Oh, was he? Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this has been a fun uh, off-schedule version of the podcast. This is not at our regularly scheduled time. We will be back uh, on our regular Thursday, 8 p.m. CST time next week for our skeptical version of the podcast. Um, thank you guys all for showing up here for today's podcast. Such an exciting time in the drug receipts world in our Snuggleverse. Um, the partnership with Crypto Walkers, uh, with uh, Walker World and drug receipts. I mean, it's just so exciting. We've been working on it for so long. And now that it's finally out there and everybody can see it, you guys can uh share in the excitement with us we just couldn't be more proud um so continue on this journey with us guys follow our socials at drug receipts on twitter and instagram um follow the and subscribe to the drug receipts channel on uh youtube and join the discord if you're not in the discord uh you can be like metaverse d and you can win a thermal drug receipt a hand-drawn drug receipt Uh, but if you want a chance at spontaneous improvised opportunities like that. You've got to be engaged with the community and Discord is the best and easiest way to do that. So join our Discord server. Uh, We've got a lot of great and welcoming and uh, knowledgeable drug receipts in there, Uh, drug receipts, drug snugglers in there. So they will welcome you with open arms. Um, Thanks everybody. Thanks to Joella and all of our team behind the scenes, Acro, Dawn, uh, and everyone else. And thanks especially to all of you drug snugglers. We'll see you guys in the Discord, and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Uh, Snuggie later. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.